0: Hello and welcome to the Webtoon Room. I'm Will.
1: And I'm Crudy.
0: And today we're here to do something a little bit different. We're here to talk about a Webtoon that Crudy and I absolutely adore.
1: Skatefire 100.
0: We love this Webtoon a lot and so we'll be talking about our favorite moments, highlights, and other things that we love about this Webtoon.
1: I think I'm gonna have a lot of tears in this episode. <laughs> I don't know what it is. This webtoon just brings out the feels in me, so I'm I'm really excited, really grateful that I had the opportunity to read this webtoon, that this webtoon, that this story even exists, and we'll get into that a little more, but it is truly one of one of the most beautiful things that I think I've read on webtoon. So, Will was actually the first one to find Skatefire 100 and to read Skatefire 100. So, Will, how did you find the Webtoon and what drew you to it?
0: So, I don't skateboard myself, but I've always been a big fan of following professional skateboarding and watching skate videos and being around the culture in general. And I stumbled upon Skatefire 100 while perusing the Webtoon app and was really surprised to find a webtoon about skateboarding and so i was immediately interested and i started reading it and ended up binging everything that was available at the time
1: i can understand that impulse to do with this webtoon
0: i remember reading the first couple chapters and being really excited for it and then i turned to you Crudy, and said hey you should read this webtoon it's really really cool
1: I remember you describing it to me as a skateboarding webtoon, but it had other elements and more depth than just a skateboarding webtoon. And as soon as I read it, I immediately understood what you were talking about.
0: Yeah. There are so many great character moments or just story beats in this webtoon. And that's kind of what we're here to talk about today.
1: Mm-hmm. Which moment do we want to start with, Will?
0: I would like to start with one of the earlier chapters, where Benji and Etna race down the Juniper bike path, and the reason why I mention this moment is it's one of the earlier chapters, and I found it utterly hilarious because the entire time they're racing down this hill, there's a guy on a bike who's hearing their entire conversation while also trailing behind them because they're going faster than him.
1: Yeah, I <laughs> I remember this moment. And the funny thing about this moment is not just that they're passing him, but this guy has a pretty big ego. I guess he's self-styled himself like king of the path. I forget if that's the actual phrase he uses, but <laughs> he's like, you can't pass me. I'm the fastest. And there's Benji and there's Etna just chatting casually in a conversation, figuring out what to do passing him by without a care in the world and they don't even notice him they barely notice him when they pass him by and he's just like and he's just trailing behind them his brain is just like shattered broken at the thought of him no longer being the fastest
0: it's a really really funny and charming scene kind of showing off the style of benji and etna to be able to do that by the way Edna's holding a cup of coffee this entire time and not spilling it, sipping from it casually.
1: She's just so effortlessly cool, honestly. Mm-hmm. I, I want to be Etna when I grow up.
0: I think everyone does. I think everyone aspires to be at least half as cool as Anna.
1: Benji certainly does.
0: We'll get to Benji a little bit later. But for now, I'd like to move on to a part of skating that doesn't really get that much representation in media, which is the longboard dancing battle they have.
1: That was honestly so cool.
0: Yeah, we don't get to see longboard dancing very much. Longboard dancing and freestyling, I should say. It's only really gotten noticed through viral videos on YouTube and other social media. But it was really, really cool to see in a medium like a webtoon.
1: Have you been exposed to longboarding before? I mean, beyond just the videos that you talked about, like how immersed were you in that world?
0: I knew at one point. In my life, I was going to buy a dancing deck and learn how to do it. It's something I've always wanted to do. I haven't gone around to it yet. I hurt my ankle last year and just have not been able to do so. But it's something I know at some point, even if I'm 35, 45, doesn't matter when, I'm going to learn and I want to do it.
1: Are you going to do it now? Got enough incentive from Skatefire 100?
0: That is still a big maybe. Uh, Ankle injury permitting, but it definitely pushed it up for me a lot after reading Skatefire 100.
1: You know, I honestly don't blame you. I myself, speaking from a perspective of a person who really didn't know that much at all about skateboarding, any kind of skateboarding, other than people just doing it in a skate park. I really didn't know anything about the different types of like skateboarding, like longboard dancing. And as a dancer, someone with that background, I've seen videos before here and there of longboard dancing, but it was so cool to see in this comic, to see the different battles, like the different capabilities. And it actually spurred me to go and check out more of these videos. And it low key made me want to learn longboard dancing too. I don't know exactly when that'll happen, but It made it feel more accessible to me because for some reason, skateboarding was one of those things that even if I had had like a shred of interest to learn, it kind of just ended up getting squashed down, you know, either by me or by other people. And I never really got to, you know, be encouraged to learn that. So seeing this in the webtoon, it made it feel like this was something that I could do that I could definitely learn to do. And it's beautiful. It made it feel like an art to me, which is definitely what would attract someone like me because I love all that kind of stuff like dancing, choreography, you know, being artful and graceful. That's all stuff that I'm interested in.
0: Yeah, I was drawn to longboard dancing too for a lot of the same reasons. I am also a dancer and I love forms of movement that are about being graceful, but also having style or panache and longboard dancing definitely fits the bill
1: definitely and kind of in an extended way because there are other battles as well between other members of the crew with their rival i guess skate crew or at the time their rivals there's other battles besides just longboard dancing it was really cool to see the different styles and the different capabilities and i think When that really comes home is when they all race down Frankenstein Street together.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: Not going to lie, that was one of the coolest freaking things that I've ever seen in a webtoon. Just the breakdown between all the different styles of skating and the different terrain, like the way that Malibu and Diggy Mungo, the two creators of Skate Fire One Hundred, must have just meticulously planned this out and taken these kids through these different terrains, these obstacles and up and downs, and the way that these kids navigated them with their different boarding styles—it was just the coolest freaking breakdown that I've ever seen, and. I already liked this story, but reading this was such a game changer. It was it's just one of the smartest things that I've ever read and one of the coolest things that I've ever read in a webtoon ever. It blew my mind.
0: And it's really true to what skateboarding does to you. And what I mean is if you've ever skateboarded, you start to look at the world a little differently you start to look at stairs differently you look at different rails you kind of see the world and terrain around you differently and this scene this race through regenstein street really encapsulated that
1: i think i understand what you mean cuz i have a little bit of the same viewpoint when i walk through the street as someone who dances who looks you know, like how can i use this thing how can i use this thing all of a sudden little things like rails or poles or whatever, they become an opportunity and you could totally see that come to fruition in that race. And the other cool part of that was just to see Etna's leadership, man. I mean, we talked about how cool Etna is, but when one of the kids from a rival skate crew, it's not even her crew, falls down, she is like their mama bear, their, like the mother hen, she is taking care of everyone and she's just fearlessly and selflessly a leader. And I mean it when I say I want to be like Etna when I grow up. She's 17 in this book. All these kids are teenagers. But watching someone like her, I was in awe. I have so much to learn from someone like that.
0: I think we all do. The way she leads people is almost effortless. And I think that's what makes it so attractive to others.
1: She wears the mantle of leadership so naturally on her shoulders. It just fits so well. And the best thing about her, one of the amazing things about her, because she has many amazing qualities, is the way that she leads with confidence and empathy with her group. She is always thinking of her members first. And it's kind of the icing on the cake that she is the best as well. The other part of that is that she is the best, but her ego isn't centered around her own abilities. She does have confidence from that and she knows she doesn't lie and put herself down that she doesn't have these abilities that she isn't the best, but she uses it to uplift everyone else. That's always the choice that she makes.
0: Yeah, she chooses to lift everyone else around her to bring her To her level, and she's very much on the same level as everyone else, despite being the leader.
1: It's pretty incredible.
0: One thing Skatefire 100 touches on a lot is the different generations of skaters, the future, the present, and the past ones.
1: Mm -hmm. And it's the way that they tie all of these different generations together that is so meaningful. You see, for example, Etna and other skaters welcoming in new skaters. And that's such a valuable thing to a community is to be so welcoming of the beginners and to teach them and uplift them and build up their skills. But we also see the older generation and what happened to them, a trio, Gabe, Marcus and Kaku were a part of. And those are the giants that Etna and her crew remember as being their leaders. And their storyline is one of the most heart-wrenching, heartbreaking things that I've ever read. I don't usually sob at a story point, even at a sad moment in a webtoon. I will get emotional and I will get sad, but I will never full out sob and cry at an episode. But with this moment, with this storyline, I don't know what it was. It just, it hit me so hard. When we learned the truth about Marcus, it had been teased throughout previous episodes and we knew that their friend group was broken up, Gabe was off doing a sponsorship, Kaku was in town, and he didn't skateboard anymore, and it wasn't explained why, And we also knew that something had happened to Marcus, he just wasn't around. And when we learned the truth that Marcus had died saving Kaku, and we learned the depth of Kaku's grief and sadness, and just that episode, that whole episode when he was saying, you know, I couldn't even go to Marcus's funeral, the only thing that I could do was leave bottles of his favorite soda next to the memorial that his mom had made for him just the grief of losing someone so young and being so young and only having the memories of your youth to fall back on and the other part of this is that kaku couldn't skateboard anymore he couldn't do this because it reminded him too much of marcus and it hurt too much and i don't know something i'm getting teary now like thinking about it but something about it got to me um and this one, hurt. I sobbed at this episode full out. It really hit me. There was something about the innocence of that gesture of just like, I can't do anything but bring you your favorite soda because that's the only way that I can remember you by. And that's all I can do to honor you. And the innocence of that and the youth of that, you know, just bringing someone the soda like that as a way to honor. A fallen friend. It's indescribably beautiful and it was so poignant.
0: Yeah, this story is very beautiful. It's not often we get moments that are so heartfelt like these.
1: It's the pure focus on the friendship, the friendship bonds between Etna and her group, between Gabe, Marcus, and Kaku between Ugni and Tick, and and their friendship had amazing moments too, and just such such a satisfying redemption arc. But it's these beautiful, poignant friendship moments. When you think of the best sports drama stories that are filled with heart that just make you cry and sob, this is up there for me with that. And, you know, Webtoon recently announced, the Webtoon Studios For me, I think Skatefire 100 would make an absolutely fire, no pun, pun completely intended actually, would make an absolutely incredible adaptation should they choose to do it because I think this webtoon has so much heart. It is bleeding with the amount of heart it has. Gosh, it made us sob and cry and tear up multiple times.
0: Yeah, I almost forgot multiple times is about right. (laughs)
1: yeah i was crying even like reading these episodes again to prepare for this podcast i was tearing up and i had to wipe off some of my mascara flakes and yeah i yeah it really got to me it just it's a great story and it never gets old
0: i also got a bit teary-eyed rereading some of these episodes it's not a bad thing it's not unwelcome don't let this deter you from reading it No. Because it's absolutely, absolutely worth
1: it. 100%. This is an incredible webtoon to read. And even if you're not into skateboarding, this is an incredible webtoon to read for the friendships. And Kaku and Marcus's, for me, is one of the top emotionally impactful storylines in this webtoon. We already talked about Marcus and when we learned the truth about him, but we also, through the webtoon, get to see Kaku's journey from this grief-stricken place where he isn't able to move forward when he's just still so heavily feeling the loss of someone he loved and the loss of skateboarding as well, because that was a part of it. The catharsis moment that we receive with Kaku when he rediscovers the meaning of skating for himself and why he skates. And we flash back to a conversation that Kaku and Marcus were having kind of on Mount Juniper near like the clifftop. They were just hanging out as they do. Like that was their space to just be kids. They were having a conversation and watching Gabe's video with his sponsorship about the reason for skating, the why of why they did what they did. And we see this earlier in the webtoon with Marcus skating for community. For Kaku, it's all about technique. And for Gabe, it's about fun. And he was pondering this in the video. He was saying, I used to say skate for fun. That's the reason. But then I thought about it and I realized I've got to be more specific. What about it is fun? And then I realized it's not a complete answer. Skating is also about technique. And then we flash back to Kaku. Another one of my friends said that too, but I think that's also not a complete answer. And community is a part of it, but it's not the whole thing. So he finishes with, the reason why I skate? I don't know, but I'll keep skating to figure it out. That moment was so incredible to me because it just is so simple, but it encapsulates this beautiful spirit of not needing to understand what you're doing all the time or why you're doing something, you just understand that you love it, and you do it more to understand it more. And it was just it was just a beautiful moment. Uh, and that's not even the moment that I'm trying to mention here, but it's just leading up to it. But that in and of itself is a beautiful moment. After that, after watching that, Marcus and Kaku turn to each other, and they have a conversation about this too, why they skate. And then Kaku says, you know, I realized that Technique is an incomplete answer, too. And I don't know why I skate myself either. And Marcus is just kind of laughing at him. And he's just saying, all right, well, when you figure it out, promise me that you'll tell me first, that I'll be the first to know. And there's this panel, there's this series of panels, one where Marcus and Kaku are sitting on Mount Juniper and they're facing out into the sunset, into the town, into the city, And we get to see it's sunny and bright and beautiful. And then we scroll to Kaku standing next to Marcus's memorial on the street that he was killed. And it's black. And it's one of the most heart-wrenching things. When I think about it, I start to tear up. Because I think that perfectly visually encapsulates Kaku's grief He's the only one left with these beautiful memories, and all he has now of his friend is the spirit that he carries with him from his friend and those memories. And then the only thing he can do is to just honor that. So he goes to Marcus's memorial because he's figured out why he skates. And it's this beautiful full circle where Elbows, who owns the skate shop, and he's another one of the skate community elders elbows comes to him and he basically offers kaku a gesture and he says it's okay if you don't skate anymore but do you want to work in my shop and it's just everything about that episode like you can see and feel the floodgates about to release and then we see kaku just with tears streaming down his face finally feeling his grief and feeling the, his sadness that he's been carrying with him. And he accepts the offer to work in Elbow's skate shop and to just be close to, again, the thing that he loves. And he thinks to Marcus, he tells him, you know, I told you that I would tell you. And Marcus, I've decided that I'm going to skate for you. Is that okay? And it's this beautiful thing of like, he's decided to honor his friend. This person that he's loved and lost and cherished. And he's deciding to be vulnerable again and to love skateboarding again. And it's just such a beautiful moment. And it's this moment of catharsis, this full circle journey. And it's indescribably beautiful. Like I said, I don't tend to sob at webtoon moments, even heart-wrenching moments. But this man... I was, I was crying. I was crying really hard and it was so good. It was so beautiful and so impactful. The power of friendship, really, and the power of love. It's incredible.
0: And how that love can go beyond someone's passing and you can carry it with you and you can still choose to surround yourself in it.
1: Yeah. Keep choosing love through loss is one of the hardest things you can do. And Kaku made that choice, and it was so beautiful to see his journey and his progression. And I used the word catharsis, and it really did feel like that.
0: It was catharsis for Kaku, and I'm more than thankful that we got to be there for it.
1: Yes. So grateful that this is a webtoon that I got to read, because to experience moments like that in any kind of storytelling, in the way... Any kind of story that rips out your heart like that in the best way, it just feels like an unbelievable gift, you know?
0: And it's a gift that will probably keep on giving for a while.
1: Those moments, I'm never going to forget the moments in these story. Even, you know, years down the line, we remember the impact that these stories have had on us. Even if we don't remember other details, I'm going to remember the way that this webtoon made me feel. Marcus's death not only brings us these emotional, impactful moments with his friends, it also is the catalyst for changes that impact the future of skateboarding in Juniper, the city that this webtoon is set in.
0: Yeah, I think of one scene in particular where the police chief, Marcus's mom, goes to the long boy's shop and confronts everyone there. And tells them to cancel the juniper jam. And Etna gets really angry. And the moment that really got to me was the last panel of her crying. Because it's at the end of the kind of crying you have when you're really angry. And you're really frustrated. And you don't really know how else to let that out. Other than to cry.
1: It's a big moment. We've only ever seen Etna be strong and be confident and capable and cheery. And to see her break down like this really was something.
0: And I imagine, too, that somewhere in there is mixed in the kind of sadness you feel when you have to give up something that you love, that means a lot to you, and it's not in your control, where someone or something is telling you, no, you can't do this. And in that moment, mixed together with anger and frustration, the walls came uh, crumbling down a little bit.
1: Did you want to speak on your own personal experience?
0: And reading this chapter, this moment, reminded me a lot of what I've been through. There was a time when I was younger where I was doing aerial dance and i hurt both of my shoulders really badly and i had to stop and i was angry because someone else tried to tell me hey you can't do this anymore i was sad because it was something i loved to do and i wanted to do and i was training to do i was spending a lot of time doing and that mix of anger at someone else and at yourself mixed with sadness and a kind of quiet acceptance just kind of all blended together into one, one ugly crying session.
1: You could definitely feel the impact for Etna and everything, all of these emotions just coming to a head. And to see her in that moment of, I used the phrase unleashed floodgates earlier, and I think it also applies here. Everything just came out all of her emotions, passion, frustrations.
0: And in that moment, I think for her, it must have felt inevitable, like there was no controlling it, and it had to come out.
1: Oh yeah, that's another component important to bring up too, because Etna, in the face of all of this, in all these restrictions, she's been keeping her chin up, she has been... Incredibly optimistic about finding a way. And she's been really resourceful about finding ways around things or finding promotional opportunities to promote skateboarding and generally being really solutions oriented about this. But the sense of inevitability, of finality that's hit her, I think you're right. It really puts a perspective on this moment because Edna has been the one that's been forging ahead, charging ahead. And to have her have this moment of heartbreaking acceptance of reality, it hurts. It hurts for her and it hurts for us to see her like that.
0: We've discussed a lot so far about the different generations of skaters from the past to the present, and the future of skateboarding in Juniper is looking bright.
1: Yeah, and the future of Skatefire 100 is also looking bright.
0: And of course, we're referring to Benji taking over as the captain, but also his entire journey. Ugh,
1: it was just so... It felt so well earned, you know, one of those moments. Benji's arc has been so satisfying because he's always been Etna's number two. Very loyally, you know, everyone is very loyal to Edna. and Benji has a little bit of baggage growing up. I guess I use the term baggage, but just to describe what is really motivating him and what is really pushing him and how deep his dedication to skateboarding is. He has never really been first in anything uh, or never really even been good at anything until he found skateboarding. And even then, he was always number two to Etna. And Etna is graduating. She's going to college. And so she needs to choose a new fire, needs to choose a new captain of Skatefire 100. And all along through the webtoon, Benji has said, I will not let anyone pass me until I can pass her. And Etna has always been in his sights. She has been his goal that he's been chasing for as long as he can remember. And finally, they have this one last push race. Finally, Benji is able to come out on top. And it's not a moment of competition. It's just so sweet and heartwarming. And Benji's crying under the helmet. And it's so beautiful. This webtoon, I can't even describe it. It just has so much heart. It is... Full to bursting with love and heart and beautiful friendships, and so much passion for the thing that they all love, which is skateboarding, longboarding. And it was such a satisfying moment just watching that happen. And it felt like this moment of closure, you know? This webtoon ride that we've been on since the beginning, it's slowly closing. And it just felt like such a beautiful chapter that was ending just as summer was winding down and they were welcoming autumn in. This change felt ready, it felt anticipated, and it felt whole. It was so well done.
0: Yeah, the end of summer is the cherry on top of it all. Summer ending, for kids, typically means you gotta go back to school, you have responsibilities again. It very much reminds a lot of people of a more innocent time. But for this webtoon, it's kind of the reverse. Everyone has done their maturing and growing in summer. And now it's time to move on.
1: It just feels so full circle, you know?
0: Yeah, so
1: And, you know, I think that's kind of the emotion that I'm carrying out of this finale, you know, watching and reading this series ending. It just feels so full circle. All of the storylines have wrapped so well. And these characters are better for having met each other, for having known each other. And the future of longboarding in Juniper is very, very bright.
0: With the Juniper jam fully in place and Benji as the captain, I can't see anything else but a bright future.
1: (laughs) Ah, this love tune was such a delight.
0: Thanks guys for listening to this episode. I know it was a little bit different today and thank you very much for being here with us.
1: Yeah, thank you for listening in on this episode. Skatefire 100, as we've said the whole episode, I'm sure it's pretty clear. We love this webtoon and it is such a personal joy to go through all of these moments that we love and to just share them with you all. So thank you for being here. We appreciate you. And we appreciate the creators of Skatefire 100, Diggy Mungo and Malibu. Follow them on Instagram and Twitter. We'll have them linked in the description. And while you're at it, follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you are listening to us. And if you like what you hear, feel free to leave us a nice five-star review. We would certainly appreciate it. No pressure. And if you want to follow us on social media, we're at the Webtoon Room as well on both instagram and twitter so we look forward to hopefully connecting with you there in the meantime it's time for us to sign off we'll see you next week with a brand new episode
0: we'll see you then
1: bye